Jake, it is well documented you're a Braves fan. Yes. I hate your team officially. Well, that's not nice. Well, well. They decide just to like stop playing. Uh right as we're like backing them. And then today, no play on them. Just like you know, it's and it, and it, it, to be fair, we haven't backed Strider much this year. Uh, I've got him as like the best pitcher, in, huh? It's hard to back Strider. It's it's it, a, it's a it is he he's been questionable uh, in his performance and results in a few games, but the model has him as like I think the best pitcher in baseball right now, and the price reflects that. That's the thing is it's not like you ever get a good value. We last year we backed him a little bit early on coming up when he was young, but I mean, and he's still young, obviously, but it's hard to back him at the prices. And today they decide to play well. So I officially hate your team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been very frustrating this past couple of weeks since we locked up the NL East. It's like they took their foot off the gas, and it's been frustrating. But hopefully that stops today. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it better. feels like a couple of weeks for you, but I think it's been like five days. So I know I know yeah. it, it feels like a couple of weeks of losing for me, too. <laughs> not, not losing, just losing on the Braves. That's like yeah. the bugaboo of the last, you know, half week has been the Braves. And then, you yeah. know, um, I know, I know, because Jared wanted to get your opinion on, on the Braves. And if, if you thought they could figure it out, obviously they don't have a ton to play for. They probably are still going, they just need to only win a handful of games to clinch the number one seed, right? It just, it would yeah. take, it would take them continuing to play like they did against the Marlins the rest of the season for them to really not, not clinch it, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, if there's any sign of Acuna or Acuna or Strider or any of the main guys, if they sneeze yeah. the wrong way, Snickers go, whoop, you're gone. We're, we're going to sit you. I mean, that's, you saw that with Acuna. He really wasn't even hurt. He just like, like, yeah, we're going to give you a few days to rest that off. I would say that's a perfect segue but it's not like one of the last thing we're to talk about today, but we'll like loop back to that and we'll pretend yeah. it's a perfect segue. Uh, we've got three afternoon games to talk about for your Wednesday. We're going to start off with the Red Sox at the Rangers uh, Red Sox, you know, just about out of the playoff race here. Uh, unfortunately for their fans, Rangers right in the thick of it, not guaranteed to make a spot, but in decent shape, you look at the Rangers, the Astros, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays, they're all in decent shape because of those four teams, three of them are going to make it. Um, and so that means that the probability you make it is greater than 50%, even though we know that one won't. And that's obviously some fun with math, uh, which is why you're here because we do math here. So if you're not, if you're like math, if you're like math, I feel like you're going to struggle as a sports, but you better really be relying on people like me who do the math because <laughs> that's like half of this job here is, is math. But, uh, you know, the Rangers again, and, and you have to think in good shape just because the numbers are on their side, but, Someone is going to miss out. The Rangers have not looked good lately. Thankfully for them, no one in the ALS has looked good lately. It's very much a keep away of who wants to, uh, who, you know, who, who doesn't want to win that division. And I think all three teams can be raising their hand for whatever strange reason. That is, this will be Brian Bayo versus John Gray. I think Bayo's the better pitcher, better ERA, underlying metrics, slightly better. Uh, not by a ton, but by a little bit. Offensively, I like the Rangers' offense a little bit better. Bullpen, though, massive edge to the Red Sox. Rangers should be favored in this one. Uh, again, we talk about motivation. Other than those rare scenarios that we've talked about, the Angels being, you know, kind of what we talked about. Even then, that's still some speculation that might be wrong. Uh, it's really hard to know these teams that are out. The Red Sox have a bunch of young players, a bunch of guys fighting for jobs. You got a guy like Bayo who's having a great season and obviously wants to continue that. He's going to go out there and throw hard. So I, I know the Red Sox are out of it, but I don't think that that necessarily means anything. 
uh, for us going forward. If, if you just take a look around baseball's results today, the number of teams who are out of it that you know played well, the, the, the Royals got the win. Uh, today, the Twins talked about having nothing to play for, uh, and they beat the Reds. The Reds needed it, and they couldn't get it done. Um, you know, you got a team like uh, the Tigers, who's as of right now ahead of the Dodgers. Uh, wrong day for them, of course, for us. But uh, the Rockies, who've long been out of it, fought really hard here on Monday night, uh, coming back against the the Padres. Couldn't quite do it, but, but fought really hard, and are now at 0-0 in the eighth. So, again, you just never know exactly what that means. Um just looking at the numbers, the Red Sox got a 46% chance to win, according to Sideline. We're going to back to about plus 125. B-grade pick, A-grade price is plus 135. So we're a dime away from A-grade value. But I love these plus odds. And we we've, we did get the opportunity to play a ton of them in, in, in the middle of the season. But as the season's wrapping up, models kind of starting to look a little bit more of these favorably, these more coin toss type games at plus odds. Let's just win half of them at plus odds. We're going to do really well. Uh, Jake, what's your take on this one? Yeah, like I love back in Bayo anytime we can, especially the plus odds. I think he's a stud. Um, but the Red Sox, I know this year is kind of done, but that's that's a guy I'll be happy about coming up. Uh, I mean, I think the difference in this game is the bullpen. Uh, I think we'll get a tight one because you have two good pitchers going at it, but I, I think once the bullpen goes, uh, that that's when the Red Sox are going to take off and win this by a couple, maybe a run or two. The Rangers – added to their bullpen at the deadline solidifying it and really just took it from bad to average that's the thing is that if you recall if you were with us before the trade deadline the rangers bullpen graded out you know in the 110s 115s this yeah it was not very good uh, got a couple guys make it better still not good and when you look at it compared to the playoff teams assuming they make it it's going to be one of the weaker ones um, but at least it's better than it was, which it was truly dreadful. It's still not great though. Uh, and that's part of, part of the reason why they've struggled so much for the past month. They started off August, just insane. Just could not lose the first half of August, but the back half of August, first half of September, they have not looked good. It doesn't really mean a ton. I, I think for this, we're just kind of pointing out, um, you know, that's baseball. There's ups and downs, but, uh, you know, the Rangers, uh, Unfortunately for their fans, not quite as good as they've looked at their toughest times. They're a very beatable team because of that bullpen. Uh, Gray's a decent, decent pitcher, but I, but I'm like you. I like to back Bayo, and uh, especially at plus odds, he's the better pitcher, and he's got the better relievers coming in behind him, which is obviously a nice, a nice thing. He's got a, it's got to feel like a little bit nicer thing. You know, John Gray, in the back of his mind, you know, he, they're at a playoff race. He knows he's got to go deep because he doesn't trust the guy behind him. That's a luxury for a pitcher for Brian Bayo, knowing that. The guys coming in behind them can can get the job done, and I'm not sure that Gray has that same faith in his guys. Uh, 102 grade for the relievers, for the Rangers. Their top guys are 107. Not that their top guys are worse, but when you compare their top guys to other top guys, they don't have quite the same shutdown guys to back into their bullpen. Jake, afternoon game here, Red Sox, plus odds, always fun, right? Yes, uh, love, love doubled up on your money. Uh, to not plus odds. Mariners at the A's. Uh, you know, A's have been rough all season. We've been fighting them a lot. Part of the the drive and uh, I think sideline not taking as many dogs has been a team like the A's, who's been a dog that we've historically been able to back and, and profit off of. Has been a team we've we've backed a few times and profit off of, but mostly just faded. And uh, I don't think today's any different. Not to say the A's can't win. They will probably win again uh, here down the stretch. The rest of the season, not guaranteed though. We're, we're we're narrowing in on how much season's left, but 
uh, they're going to be up against it with George Kirby, who is a guy who talked about, you know, thrown a lot of innings and they want to be careful with him, of course, but he still continues to pitch fairly well. And he's not going to have a tough task here against this A's team who's looked to be starting uh, Joseph Estes getting his major league debut does not grade out. Well, none of the Oakland pitchers really do. They don't grade out well, not because they're with the A's, but because if they were good, they would have already been up. And that's the thing that it's not to say that he can't be good. Won't be good eventually, but right now doesn't, seem to be majorly caliber this Mariners offense is still pretty good they grade out fairly well again park adjusted that's the thing if you look at their whole metrics they play one of the more pitcher from the ballparks but otherwise this Mariners team's pretty good they're kind of the team in the ALS that I think seems to be playing the best of all of them at the moment um maybe they just look better because they're playing the A's and that's really all that matters here on Wednesday is they get to play the A's 72 percent likely according uh to win according to the model we're gonna play a minus one Jake, we are one cent away from an A grade price on the run line, not on the minus one. The minus one's a little bit further away from the A grade, but the A grade price in the run line is minus 129. The current price in the run line is minus 130. We're going to split the difference here with the minus one just in case it's a tight game. We can get some tight games there in Oakland, more pitcher from the ballpark, lots of foul territory, which helps the pitchers out because those foul balls can only help the pitcher if they stay in play. They can't hurt the pitcher. They can uh, only help him. And so uh, that's one of the biggest things there in Oakland. I'm guessing you like the minus one and a half though, and it kind of expect the route. Yeah. I love that. Like it's not great to make your debut against a, on a team as the A's like this late. That's not a great sign. And then I'll add it to the fact that you got a team that's fighting tooth and nail here to, for a playoff berth. It's just, that's going to be rough on this. Just, um, then, then you start looking at Kirby on the other side that's really going to shut down an offense that's nearly non-existent with the athletics. It's, the relievers are good, too, for the Mariners. So there's takes a lot of pressure off Kirby to have to go – he doesn't have to go deep. Uh, and, I mean, they're going to be going full force for this because you got to take advantage of these games. I mean, especially when – when, if you're going to hate on my team, your, your team there decided to just not not take the easy wins look, with the athletics. Look, we're we're not we're not here to talk about the Astros. I don't even know why I'm wearing this stupid hat. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think I would all over the minus one and a half, one and a half here. I think the run line is the way to go. If if you if you're wondering, the other total that I alluded to yesterday that uh, that cousin Jared could have taken was the over in the Astros, which hit with ease again. Uh, our two favorite totals tonight before both hit. We got the one on show, of course, and then we we got the the Astros one. And that was the game that cousin Jared did not want to talk about as an Astros fan. And I and I completely agree. I don't want to talk about the Astros either because it's it's miserable. They uh, uh, losing four of six to Oakland and Kansas City, I, I believe. Uh, now losing first to Baltimore. Uh, it sounds like Presley's tipping his pitches, which is hopefully he can solve that. Uh, it's been miserable as an Ashes fan. Uh, somehow they're still in the mix of this, despite it just feeling like everything's gone wrong this season. But to get back to this game, Joey Estes, uh, here's the thing. he's pit, He pitched last year. as He's young. He's 21. Uh, pitched last year in high A ball. Uh, to the tune of a 4.55 ERA and a 5.18 FIP. That was last year. This year in Double A, he did okay, 3.28 ERA, but in a pitcher-friendly environment there in Double A, 4.67 FIP, 4.91 XFIP. That's in Double A. Going up to Triple A, 
523 ERA in 32 innings, 732 FIP, 605 XFIP. Correct you know, if we're wrong, we want those numbers to go down, right? You, you, if, if, if you're rooting for the pitcher, you do. If you're the pitcher, right. you want those numbers. Yeah, you're right. You want those numbers to be lower. So that's the bottom line is, and, you know, and, and honestly, the 126, that might be generous. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding. And, and that's not to say, again, there are no locks in gambling people. And I cannot iterate that enough. Do not go put your rent money, you know, on the Mariners here, because sometimes a kid like this comes up, throws the game of his life. The adrenaline gets going. The other team doesn't have a lot of tape on them. Doesn't, you know, I say tape, digital tape, I guess. What's, what's digital data on them? Uh, megabytes. I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah, pixels. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's like a uh, you know mailing in or who mails anything anymore. Right? So all these sayings are getting a little outdated. But the point being, that they don't they don't know what the guy's throwing necessarily. I mean, they, not that they've not scouted the minor leagues, but if you're the Mariners, you're, you're not you don't have a ton of scout scouting Oakland's Double A team, right? You're scouting all the minor league teams for trades, and you know, but <laughs> you you probably haven't spent a lot of time looking at this guy. So so sometimes weird things happen, right? And we understand that that's possible. It's just not likely because he struggled so much in AAA in his time there. Wasn't great in AA in a uh, pitcher-friendly environment. He's young. He might be good one day, but there's a really good chance he's a fish out of water tomorrow. And uh, I'm like you. That's why that run line is really appealing. Again, I've got it coded in just to have rules. People, my suggestion for you to have rules is just so you don't drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what to do because you can go mad trying to figure out, do you take first five? Do you take run line? What do you do? And so just having some sort of rules to go by is just for mental sanity is really how I do it. But if you are a run line player, I think the run line makes a lot of sense at a price like minus 130. We're expecting a few runs here. Uh, a little warmer day in Oakland than usual. A lot of times in Oakland, you see 60-degree temperatures. Day game here, we're expecting low 70s. So a little bit warmer. It's not going to play like a like a, like a a seven-run Oakland game. It's going to play more like a nine-run type game than, than seven. So uh, and, and I think that's aided by the fact that you've got a pitcher who will be, you know, you have to assume they're going to be happy to two times through the lineup, maybe even just one. And then those Oakland relievers are terrible. So we, we dog on him. And again, we're sure he's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, it's just not his time yet, I don't think. And then whoever comes in behind him in relief, you know, they just have not a lot of pitching and the Mariners should be able to take advantage of it. So love the Mariners here. Not quite to an A grade. The price is a little bit high, but I definitely think this is one that should be part of your portfolio here. And that's what we've been trying to do here is, uh, you know, the A grades or the auto plays. We're giving all those up dub clubs. So everyone there already knows. And now here we kind of try to use the show to say, what else should we be doing? And can we talk you in anything else? And this is one that not an A grade, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It seems like a, like a play that, you never know what happens in one game, and in the long run, should be a strong investment. Yes. That'll take us to our last afternoon game here, Rockies and the Padres. Uh, 20 runs scored in a night game at Petco Park on Monday. I did not think that was mathematically possible. I, I You know, I'm thinking about like literally like the score things, right? I didn't think the numbers could go that high at that park, especially for a night game. Uh, it was just shocking. Tuesday night, it is scoreless in the bottom of the eighth. And that's more what we expect uh, in in Petco Park. And so, uh, you know, not to say that this game will be scoreless here like Tuesdays, but 0-0 much more likely than 
20 runs in the game. We're expecting 7.8 here uh, on Wednesday. Day game, ball will carry a little bit better, but you still have a slight breeze blowing in. Maybe a little bit across, but a little bit in. Only 70 degrees won't be hot. Uh, and again, you've got a pretty good pitcher in Seth Lugo. Decent relievers. These Rockies relievers are not bad. That benefits Chase Anderson. Not that Chase Anderson is good. It benefits him because he knows he's going to go as hard as he can, get as many outs as he can, and then we're going to turn it over to a set of relievers that doesn't really have anybody that I think is great, but has a bunch of guys who are just okay. 103 grade. Again, kind of like the Rangers, 108 on the top guys because they don't have a lot of like – it's not like the seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys are shutting down guys. It's just – you got a bunch of guys who are actually kind of decent, which is a, a far cry from what the Rockies should have. Uh, offensively, though, the Rockies just don't have a lot. They're going to really struggle to score, especially against the pitcher of Lugo's stature. Jake, usually I let y'all just kind of pick what you want, but this one I kind of nudged you. I was like, this seems like a pretty good total if you're and I was nudging you this way. So uh, I guess I talked to you to this one. Yeah, yeah it wasn't hard because, I mean, seeing Lugo on the mound with the Rockies' offense is not like how you automatically look under, especially in Petco. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't realize the relievers for the Rockies were doing as well as they are, but I started looking into it. I was like, they're not terrible. Not terrible. I, I expect everything in Colorado to be uh, terrible. Uh, so, because especially when I saw Chase Anderson on the mound, I was like, yeah. he's, they're still going with him. But he, like you said, with decent relievers behind him, lets him be a little more aggressive, do, do some things that maybe he doesn't normally do. Uh, and I think that really helps keep this under. I mean, neither of these teams really playing for much. Don't, don't think there's a motivation to just absolutely go out there and, and wreck the pitcher up. I think, I think they would just go out there, take their bats, and go home. Uh, Rockies relievers are technically the highest ERA in baseball. But again, remember, they play half their games at the – massively most hitter friendly ballpark in the country. So you can't just look at the area. So some of you may say their ERA bullpen ERA is terrible. Yeah, that's not the point, right? The point is uh, when you neutralize for the park, they're still below average. 103 is, you know, hundreds average, right? So they're still worse than average, but they're, they're not bad. And that's the thing is they, they got, and they got just a bunch of guys who are okay, uh, kind of up and down for the relievers. And so that, that benefits them. Hopefully they can keep it on. This is definitely in the, you think the Padres should win They're big favorites. They should be big favorites. Uh, but it seems more like a, you know, four to one type win than uh, 11 to nine like they had on Monday, which was just uh, a bonkers one, uh, which take us to our pitcher prop of the day. Your perfect segue from earlier, just like you were talking about um, here with the, uh Braves and anything happens and they're going to uh, pull a player maybe that happens with Bryce Elder right and not to say that he's going to sneeze the wrong way like you were saying earlier but <laughs> Bryce Elder has already exceeded last year's inning count by 14 innings the Braves are in the playoffs uh you know there is no reason to push him and if you see on the right side of this graphic there I've got his innings uh per game one time he has made it past six innings in his last five, only two times in his last, I believe that's eight, he's made it past six. He hasn't been as good of late, number one. And if you follow the Braves and Elder, you know that he's not, you know, the back half of the season, he hasn't been as good as the first part of the season. You can kind of see them on the left-hand side with their strikeouts. Why is there more green? Because he hasn't been as good. He hasn't been going as deep, hasn't been striking guys out. Not a high strikeout guy in the first place. 
but there's just a lot of ways we could win this one here. And I like trying to find these in September where there's multiple paths to win. Number one, Braves aren't dying to win. So they're not going to push him to 105, 110 pitches, you would think. Right. It, it, you know, don't have him start a fresh inning at 85 pitches. Just pull him and be done. That lack of extra innings pitched helping us to go under this four and a half strikeout number. Number two, he's just not a high strikeout guy. It's almost like what we got with Clark Schmidt here with the winner. He just might pitch like five innings and strike out like one or two people because sometimes he does that. Now, he does have some high strikeout games. Two games ago, he got seven innings, maybe nine strikeouts. Uh, I think it was Pittsburgh, maybe. He Every pitcher can have some really good games like that. Uh, Billy's team pretty good, though. You know, pretty run-of-the-mill with regards to strikeouts. But as you can see, they're Philly batting versus right-handed Pitching the last 30 days, their strikeout rate down to 11th. Uh, and although you can see his strikeout percentiles uh, in the teens. So you got a low strikeout pitcher, a Phillies offense that's not been striking out quite as much here as of late. Uh, four and a half is just going to be a lot to get to for a guy who doesn't strike out a lot of people, doesn't really have an incentive to go seven innings. Uh, so there's multiple ways to go in this, and we might get lucky and it just not even get close to this number, which is always a lot of fun. Three props in a row, winners. Uh, Jake, you think we can make it four? Yeah, I, I definitely don't see him getting over this number. He, the, there's no reason to push him, like because the way Kyle Wright has shown up, there's Elder's going to be in the playoff rotation. Uh, we're still trying to figure out some bull, where the Atlanta Braves are still trying to be, uh, figure out some bullpen issues and stuff, moving guys around, see where they're everybody's fitting because the bullpen's struggling a little bit. So I think that's I think you. Six at the most is what I think he goes, yeah. and that's if he's having very efficient. Yeah. I think we're looking at a five inning game, and, and he's not gonna. He's not a guy that does one or two an inning on most games. I mean, obviously the nine, the couple of nines, he's got a nine and eight up there. He's been, he's had, he's got the talent to do it, but he he pitches for ground balls, and I think that's what we're gonna do here. And he doesn't throw overly hard which helps right the, or hurts the strikeouts or helps us being on the under on the strikeouts because uh that extra velocity you know and, and he kind of knows like you said he pitched contact uh gets a lot of ground balls uh and and the difference kind of between the first part of the season and the last part of the season early, early in the season he was getting those ground balls kind of two people uh they were hitting them pretty hard but if you're keeping it hard on the ground two people even when you get guys on base you get a lot of double play balls uh, as of late you know it hasn't quite gone as well for him so that's the other thing he could just get run against the phillies yeah. team that's hitting the ball fairly uh, well yeah. Yeah, and and if he gets gets run, then he's going to be really hard to get these strikeouts. Even if he doesn't get run, he's just not a high strikeout guy. Uh, the Braves have several many chances uh, to win. This one is probably their least likely win of the rest of the season, given that he'll be going up against Aaron Nola. The only other time is when Bryce Elder also pitches against Justin Steele, who's been fantastic. You got those two games. and Otherwise, the Braves are going to be solid favorites in literally every game the rest of the season. So there's no real urgency to win this one. And I'm not saying that they won't win. I'm not talking, you know, again, the, the players are going to go out there and play and who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, the point is more so as a manager, your decisions with how long you pitch elder, there is no reason to try to go all in and get this win because you don't need it. Uh, they do need to win a couple more games. If they win this one, great. If they don't, who really cares? They're going to have some great chances, uh, seven games, six or seven games against the Nationals, and they're going to have a pitching edge in a lot of those games going down the stretch with how their rotation set up and who they're going to, be, who, who the pairings are when you, when you look forward ahead. So they know that, right? That you got a smart manager there who knows. You talk about six. I'm, th I'm thinking it wouldn't shock me if he only goes four or five, and it's one of those. 
just get some innings, but he, cause he's already exceeded the innings and they hope that he's pitching deep in the playoffs. And there's just no reason for him to go, like I said, really more than five. And if he struggles more than four, and that's just going to make it not impossible, but really hard. Uh, as you can see, they're given uh, how low a propensity for strikeout guy he is on average. I guess the Phillies team that isn't, you know, overly strikeout prone has done really well against strikeout. So a pretty strong prop here, we think. Not getting that little plus expected value uh, stamp of approval from Outlier, but uh, we've done pretty well also using some of these outlier metrics with combining what we know and the model that I've built as well to find a bunch of winners. So done really well with these. Hopefully we can get us four wins in a row. And again, if you want to see all that stuff at outlier, dot bet slash professor gets you that seven day free trial, NFL, college football, baseball, WNBA team insights, whether you're betting sides, whether you're betting totals, whether you're betting player props, all sorts of goodies, whether you're outlier.bet slash professor. And again, that link's in the show description. Jake, that is our show. What do you have to say to take people out for their Wednesday of baseball? Look, I've been begging for day baseball all year. we got three of them right here. I'm just, I can't wait. I'm so excited to should work. Should be a fun day of work for a lot of you, you know, out there probably doing a little bit more baseball watching. Uh, Get up, take advantage of this. We get some good day baseball in the early part of the playoffs, uh, but the number of day baseball opportunities is coming to an end. And we've, and we've long complained about college basketball tends to screw this up and not have college basketball during the day too, which when they do is great. Uh, but, you know, your daytime distractions coming to an end. So we got to enjoy it while we can, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, that'll do it for our show here. We'll uh, play some music, read some words if you want. If not, we'll see.